Welcome to Dear Empath with Gus Baxter. On this weekly podcast, we discuss all things personal, spiritual, and professional growth and break down these philosophies into everyday language we can all understand. Let's walk on this journey together. In this three-part series, I will cover three emotional states and the messages that we can find there. As empaths, we learn that emotions are a language onto themselves. Increasing our emotional intelligence will serve to expand our understanding of ourselves. Learning the language of emotions gives you a chance to step back in the heat of the moment, check in with yourself, listen to that message, and then move forward with clarity. Increasing your emotional intelligence will also aid you in helping and healing other people. As you become more confident in identifying and acknowledging these emotions within yourself, you will be able to more readily identify and understand them in other people. This gives you a chance to strike at the heart of the matter, allowing for validation, understanding, and healing when working with other people. Throughout these episodes, we've discussed anger, sadness, and now fear. You can think of each of these as greater emotional categories that break down into the myriad of emotions we feel every day. On today's episode, we are concluding with fear. As we dive into these topics, I want you to know that it's okay to feel uncomfortable. Maybe this brings up a memory for you from a time when you experienced fear, or maybe this brings up a memory of when you put someone else down because they felt fear. These episodes may connect deeply with what you're walking through currently. No matter your emotional response, I want you to know that it's okay. It's okay to feel whatever it is you feel. Is it uncomfortable? Does it make you recoil? Well, good. If learning more about ourselves and challenging our perspectives was easy, then everybody would be a master by now. It's okay if you want to pause this episode and pick it up later. You are a part of this community, along with every listener out there. And although you may not be next to each other, you are sharing the same space and you are supported. I want to acknowledge our sources for today. Becoming an Empath by Carla McLaren and the American Psychological Association which can be found at www.apa.org. Fear is, in itself, a scary emotion. It immobilizes us. Fear turns our legs into lead, the ground into quicksand. When we feel fear, our heart rate goes wild. We start hyperventilating, sweating, we get nauseous, our legs get weak and shake, Fear is by no means an enjoyable experience. And because of these jarring physical expressions, many of us have been taught to avoid fear entirely. Fear represents change, danger, uncertainty, mystery, and the unknown. As humans, we like to stay in our comfort zones. Within this warm, safe place, we know what to expect. We may even have a certain amount of control over what happens. When we can correctly predict what happens, we don't have to worry about the unexpected. 
But when we stand in our comfort zones, steadfast against the tides of change, we deny ourselves the chance to grow. What we are going to unpack and start to unlearn today is that fear is actually helping us through change. Fear is an expression of our instincts and our intuition. You may have learned growing up that fear is a bad emotion. It's not good to feel fear. Most commonly, as it is with anger and sadness, this is because no one taught you how to listen and understand fear. So, faced with this physically scary emotion and having no tools to help you, the clear decision is to avoid it at all costs. By doing this, you are denying yourself the powerful messages found in fear. You may have been taught to ignore or repress your fear. When fear is repressed or not acknowledged, it goes deeper and generates a sense of confusion. In this state, you are devoid of your natural instincts. You are lost. The more you try to rush through this state and find some kind of solid ground, you only get more lost. Panic sets in, and you start to rush, fearing that if you stop, everything will fall apart. This can lead to split-second decisions or agreeing to things without fully understanding what is being asked of you. A very common reaction to fear is to continue in spite of fear. You may have told yourself in the past, I will not let fear stop me, and continued with taking that particular action. This can be emotionally draining and can feel like you're fighting against your whole body to move forward. And it feels like that because that's exactly what you're doing. Fear is our body's natural expression of our instincts and intuition. Fear is alerting you to change. This can be change in your physical environment, a change in your body, changes at work or school, or a change in your life path. To help you see these changes objectively and move forward with confidence, fear is giving you a universal stop sign. This doesn't mean you can't move forward or continue on your path. Instead, fear wants you to slow down, objectively look around you, and make sure you have all the resources you need to be successful, and then move forward. You may find that by following the messages in fear and slowing down, that the opportunity or change in front of you is not what you want to do. You may find that you still need more information. Maybe you need to consult an expert or someone to help you understand what's in front of you. Fear makes you stop and ask why. When you come up against fear, the questions to ask are, what is my intention? And what actions do I need to take? Fear will bring you back to your drive, to your why. What pushes you along this path? Does that intention still resonate with you? Is the change in front of you in line with that intention? What actions do you need to take to further that intention? Fear is one of the most powerful emotions we possess. It reveals when we are experiencing real change, true change. Think about the times you signed on to a new job started a new relationship, chose to move to a new town. These are all times when you would feel fear. In my own life, I moved across the country to Colorado in 2017 for a new job. I had never been to Colorado before, and I didn't know anybody there. The fear I felt was immense. I was so scared. I listened to that fear, and I let it guide me as I prepared to move. I talked with everyone I knew that had lived in Colorado or vacationed there. 
I relied on my parents for support and structure as I figured out what I needed to bring and where I was going to live. Fear taught me to slow down and take things step by step, thinking through each step before moving on to the next. Fear is the messenger of newness. This emotion requires courage, not to ignore it or act in spite of it, but to listen to it. With courage, we can truly face our fear and ask it, what is my intention? What actions do I need to take so that we can be confident in moving forward? I want to introduce you to a new term called valencing. If you remember back to high school chemistry, you might recall how elements have a certain amount of electrons in their valence shell. This balance of electrons makes the element either positive or negative and allows it to bond to other elements. Emotional valence is recognizing the cultural and societal charge we add to our emotions. Anger is negative. Happiness is positive. Fear is negative. Excitement is positive. Emotional valence often takes a more subtle expression that goes by unnoticed. You may have heard, There's nothing to fear but fear itself. Don't be a coward. It's not worth getting angry over this. Don't be sad. Cheer up. These are common sayings that encourage associating the idea of positive and negative with emotions. Now, you may start feeling sad or angry because you are feeling sad or angry, making it more difficult to hear the message of your emotion. This language has been very successful in creating a cultural understanding of what is good or bad for you, or what emotions are pro-social or antisocial. As we have discussed, these emotions are neither good or bad. They're just messages to understand. Now that you are learning more about your emotional language, the next step is to challenge your personal idea of emotional valence. Start small. Let's say you're feeling fearful. Because of the emotional valence you associate with fear, you may immediately recoil or decide to remove yourself from the situation entirely to get away from that feeling. In that moment, breathe. Take a few breaths, focusing on the rising and falling of your chest or stomach. Say to yourself, I acknowledge that I'm feeling fear. That's okay. My body is using this emotion to communicate with me. I ask you, fear, what is my intention? What action must I take? Commit to making this a process. As you continue to practice this response when emotions come up, it will start to become an automatic response. The valencing of emotions is a cultural expression and it is deeply ingrained in our minds. It's okay to have these positive and negative reactions to the way we feel. We have the power to notice and change the way we react. When you start working with fear, focus on practices that make you slow down. For many of us, our natural response to fear is to run away from it. We want to challenge that reaction so that we can truly listen to the message in this emotion. My first recommendation in connecting with yourself and your fear is, you guessed it, journaling. Journaling is a powerful way to slow down and center your focus on one thing. This is even more impactful if you journal longhand. The action of writing with a pen or pencil adds to this meditative space and incorporates your whole body into this experience. 
Write down what's going through your head. Write down what happened. Write down how you feel. When you feel like you're entering into a calm space and can see this with some objectivity, ask yourself, what is my intention? What action do I need to take? Let the answers flow onto the paper. Talk to yourself or a trusted friend. Be honest and open about your experiences. Fear can make us feel isolated, as if no one will understand or people will think you're overreacting. There is no overreacting. You are feeling this emotion for a reason. You can also take this into a healing session. Whether you see a coach or a therapist or some other form of healing practitioner, you can take these questions into that session and use that time to connect with yourself. Focusing on fear in a healing session means you are not alone. You have a professional who is going to walk beside you as you face this feeling. They're also equipped to help you understand the messages in this emotion and how to accurately apply them. No matter what method you choose, make time to do this. Whether you want to set aside 30 minutes to journal and connect with yourself, or you want to spend 10 minutes on your evening walk thinking about your experiences and fear, this work is important. When you create a practice, it can seem difficult at first. But the more you practice, the easier it becomes. The more you practice getting connected and listening to yourself, it will start to become second nature to you. You will be able to use these skills with greater ease. For the next week, challenge yourself to face your fear when it comes up. Ask yourself, what is my intention? What action do I need to take? Journal. Talk to a professional. Talk to yourself. Or just think about it. You will be surprised what information comes up. You have started a lifelong journey of connecting with yourself and understanding the messages your body is sharing with you. Be proud of yourself. Every time you feel anger or sadness or fear, and you catch yourself and say, my body is communicating with me. What do I need to know right now? You are honoring yourself and strengthening your connection with yourself. Dear Empath with Gus Baxter is a product of Atlas Readings, LLC. You can find out more information at www.atlasreadings.com or at patreon.com slash atlasreadings.